They are more than a group, they are a community. A community of blind and visually impaired tabletop game enthusiasts unite under the mantle known as Knights of the Brain. Discordia will always be dedicated to them. Standing 5 feet 10 inches weighing 235 pounds from Honolulu, Hawaii, Henry Blood. He stands 6 feet 2 inches weighing 239 pounds from Venice Beach, California, Jimmy Flax. Hey everybody and welcome to Discordia number 2. As always, I am your host, Jesser Hayes, former PWA World Heavyweight Champion and Grand Slam Champion. And with me is guest commentator. How about introducing yourself? I am the former Pennsylvania Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. I am the one and only Rick Darling. Ah, Rick Darling. Well, you're a darling. Well, maybe you were to some fans. But we're going to get to an exciting match here tonight. An exciting card for y'all. I know it very well because, uh, you know what, Mr. Rick? I am the booker. So... We'll get into our first match here with Surprise, surprise, the booker is also the commentator. Look, I work for cheap, so I mean, what do you expect? You got to pay money where you can. That's right. Oh, I'm not the owner, sir. Just the booker and commentator. Okay, seriously. Ah, all right. We have Henry Blood here versus Jimmy Flex. It is Henry Blood's first match here, and Jimmy Flex is looking to rebound from his loss last week on Discordia number one. Speaking of that, how did you enjoy Discordia number one? I thought Discordia number one was a great show. I had a lot of action, and a lot of the future stars of today making their debuts. I mean, it looks like a hot property. I do believe it will be. I do believe it will be, and thank you very much. And these two come to center ring with the collar and elbow tie-up, the traditional lock-up here in the KWF, and in most wrestling federations. Jimmy Flex with uh, the little slight advantage here, but uh, Henry Blood there with a quick go-behind from a wrist lock. Now, what can you tell me about either of these two men? I guess the one is making his debut. What can you tell me about the other one? Ah, Henry Blood. He is from Hawaii. Uh, he has roots that date back to the, um, the tribal ancestry there, and uh, he wants to embrace his heritage and see if he can bring any of his talents and heritage to the KWF, and who knows where he'll go from there. I personally think he has a lot of potential here. Seems and, like it. Uh, the fans really seem to be getting into this one, too. You can hear them clapping along as these guys are filling themselves out. Big forearm smash there by Henry Blood, knocking oh. down 
What a move there. That vicious forearm almost reminds me of uh, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles from my home state of Georgia. I was going to say Lex Luger, but that's even better. Drop kick there by Jimmy Flex. Jimmy Flex. Uh, I'm so sorry, I couldn't remember his name. It's all right, and a lot of people do forget him, but, you know, once you sign the contracts, uh, you are kind of liable for him. And it's perfectly fine. You are a guest announcer. You're not expecting to know all the names. Ooh, and there with Henry Blow with a side headlock. Ooh, and reversal by Jimmy Flex sends him into the ropes with an Irish whip. Henry Blood bounces off with the duck under. Oh, Jimmy Flex with the crossbody sends Henry Blood to the map for a quick count. Oh, just one count there from Nicole Rose. I might say she is quite beautiful as she is my wife, you know, but I do uh, tend to be biased there. Is she one of the famous Rhodes family? There is some relation there, but not close enough, but close enough to count if you catch my drift. Yes. Uh, she uh, wants to get into wrestling, but does not want to be a wrestler. And, you know, as long as you don't tell her, she does like to uh, make a lot of rules. So I figured a referee would be best for her. You, you basically only want her to wrestle you, right? Uh, exactly, but we don't talk about it on live TV. I do have two sons, Haven and uh, Jacob, who are watching at home. Uh, they better be in bed, but I'm pretty sure they're watching this on YouTube. And there, Jimmy Flex with a Russian leg sweep sends Henry Blood down to the canvas. Oh, he goes for another quick count, but ooh, not there quick enough. Only gets a count of one. And they are back up, and there is Jimmy Flex with a little bit of control here as he backs Henry Blood into the corner with a forearm smash. And he goes to mount him in the corner for the 10 count. Oh, but Henry Blood with the reversal cleans him back from the corner. Some really fast-paced action here. Both of these men, neither man can seem to get an advantage. They're both kind of just going for it here. No one can have a sustained advantage. They're very evenly matched. I do believe it is a good match, like you said. Uh, seems to be a little mix of technical and not exactly quite brawling, but it seems like both men could go there if they needed to. If uh, it keeps going back and forth like this, tempers are going to rise, and they probably will start brawling. I wouldn't doubt it. I do see that it appears that Jimmy Flex is getting a little frustrated here as Henry Blood sends him into the corner again. Oh, did you see Jimmy climb the corner there quickly with a backflip and a roundhouse kick to the head of Henry Blood? He that had the agility was of a cat. He could have knocked him out with that one. And he may have, but he doesn't go for the cover. That's a rookie mistake here, Jimmy. You need you to need learn to go cover. For the cover when you get the man down. That's basic oh, wrestling training 101. I think he would have had an easy two count there, possibly even three, because he did catch Henry Blood off guard there. And Jimmy keeping the offense going here as he whips him into the rope. Oh, I haven't seen that one in a while. And that's a Lou Thess Press, a great world champion back in the territory days. Also, the famous, the famous move of a world-famous Texan. Ah, you're talking about Dusty Rhodes there. I got gotcha. you. Like uh, I said. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yep, yep. Um, yes, it is uh, the move of Stone Cold Steve Austin, everyone. And I didn't know if ooh. you wanted to drop names on you know your show, so I didn't want to. Uh, look, we're getting for as many ratings as we can here in All the right. KWF. We need, uh, we need to get some names. What? <laughs> exactly. Oh, and Jimmy Flex. Ties him into a crippler crossface, but Ricky, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Rick there. I'm getting used to these uh, guest announcers here. Henry Blood is in the ropes, and the hold is broken. And they come back to the center ring with a collar and elbow tie-up. And here comes Henry Blood with a go-behind into a German suplex. Can he get Oh, he's got one. Do you think he's going to go for two? I think he is. Uh, he I think he has up. to. 
Oh, there he goes. Oh, there's another one. How about the trifecta? Oh, oh, I think he's going to. He lifts him up. Oh, Jimmy tries to catch nope. him, but he can't. He's gonna he can't. Get it. Oh, and he gets it. He gets it. He gets it, and he bridges for the one. Two. Two. Oh, no, 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 no. It's only two. Uh, I don't know if you can hear the fans here over us, but they are yelling two, which that's all you're supposed to do at an indie show like this. Oh, really fast-paced action here. They're training blows back and forth into the corner. It is what I call fisticuffs. Except these are more like chops. Ooh, not quite as good as Ric Flair, but hey, they'll learn. I'm surprised neither of them have gone to the old thumb to the eye, the ultimate equalizer. And there's a two-count off of a fisherman buster. Oh, yeah, the, the old thumb to the eye. But I don't think either one of these two are going to go to those tactics. But we do have someone later on in the card named our pretty Paul Johnson that uh, he may go for something like that. He is not the uh, dirtiest player in the game, but he is not the cleanest either. Oh, and here we have oh, is Jimmy climbing to the top rope. Is, is he going for it? You think he's going to go for the, the splash off the top rope and try to roll him up? Maybe. Got it. And the coal slides into position. One, one, two. Oh, oh, that had to be that. That was no, it wasn't three. It was had two and 15, 16. It was that close, fans. And here we're back up again. Jimmy pulls Ricky or uh, Henry Blood up to his feet. I don't know that's such a smart move. I think I would have kept him down. Ricky, uh, Henry's not the type of one that you want to keep. Oh, oh, bounce off of the ropes with an Irish whip. Oh, and a back body drop. Oh, no, no. Henry landed on his feet. Jimmy doesn't know. Get it that. Henry holds on. Oh, swinging that breaker. Oh, and he's down. Oh, that was beautiful. That reminded me a lot of old uh, Arn Anderson back in the day with the swinging net breaker that he could pull off. Oh, absolutely beautiful. WCW wrestler Johnny Swinger. Oh, another good one. Another good one here. But uh, Henry Blood does not go for the count here. And this is smart because Jimmy has too much energy right now. Uh, he had just got off of the offense. Henry pulls him up to his feet, locks him in a uh, inverted DDT position, and is he going to go for the like the finger drop? Do you think so? Right, he's going to spike him. And again, but he's not going for the cover. Come on, Henry. I thought you were a little bit smarter another than this. Stu another stupid rookie move. Ah, uh, these two, they will learn in time, though, Rick. They will learn in time. They will, Rick, they uh, will, but it's hard to watch sometimes. It, it is. We both have experience and know how to get a match won. We also both know how to lose a match, and that is by making dumb mistakes. Oh, and, and Henry climbs to the top rope. I think he may be going for an elbow smash or elbow drop off the top rope, and he leaps, and oh, Jimmy rolls out of the way. Oh, that's going to hurt the elbow. Could have fractured an elbow. Oh, and he is holding it. He, look at him. He's holding it in pain. I don't think he's going to be the same. Oh, and Jimmy with a with the roll up, with the roll and the, and the count. Oh, he's got two. He's got two. Didn't have three. Didn't, no, no, no. That oh, that was close. A little was bit close. of a slow pump there by your wife, I have to say. I, I do believe so. I may have to talk to her after a while. Maybe she had she something in her eye. I mean, she could have had. There's no telling there. Uh, she might have put on a little too much makeup or eyelash. Things do happen in in these matches, Sands. And here we have uh, Jimmy back up with, and he's tying him up in a belly to belly suplex. Oh, but Henry blocks it. Henry Boxing de delivering several forearms to the side of Jimmy's head. He bounces him off the ropes with another Irish whip. These, oh, these wrestlers love the Irish whip, and I can't say anything. It's one of the best moves ever. He whips him into the corner and dives in with a finger splash and nails him. Oh, 
I don't think I've ever seen that before, Rick. Have you ever seen it where he catches his head as he falls back and delivers a DDT out of the corner like that? I have never seen that such innovative offense. Oh, oh, we may have to start calling Henry Blood the innovator of offense here, but he's not done. He's this is not- actually you can only see at this video. Exactly, here in the Knights Wrestling Federation. And Henry bounces off the rope springboard. Oh, and a line salt made famous by Chris the Lionheart Jericho. And he hooks the leg for a one, two. Did he? He got three. Did he get three? Did he? No, no, only two. Only two. Oh, fans, this is some fast-paced action, and I know that we're talking. Ah, uh, that it was. I think she may have a little bit of a crush on uh, Mr. Henry Blood here. She may not be refereeing again. He is Ooh, a dapper young man. I do have to say I think it's that whole Hawaiian look. Me personally, I just like pineapples. Oh, and, and the luau's that they do. Uh, they don't. Ooh. So let's see here. Some really fast-paced action here, fans. It's, it's hard to keep up with the action in the ring by these two young men who I think, uh, yep, yep, if I remember my uh, contracts here right, I think uh, Henry Blood is only 22 and Jimmy Flex is 19. Showing a lot of good athleticism for being so young here. Their their futures are both very bright. You can see the star making ability with both of them. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them are KWF champions in their tenure here. I cannot disagree there. It makes me want to lace up the boots one more time or at least two more times and take them both on to see what they truly do have. Uh, but I give that up a long time ago. And, and here we go again, another collar and elbow tight. They are both really respectful of each other, which me, I personally like. Uh, how do you feel about the sportsmanship with the the no rule breaking here? Do you think rules should be broken for any advantage? Or? Sportsmanship is good, but sometimes you have to do a little extra bending, not breaking of the rules, just so you can get on. Oh, look at that double arm DDT. Uh, sometimes you, you break the rules a little bit to get uh, I understand what you're saying. Trying to get an advantage here. Get any advantage you get. Any advantage yeah. get. And there's a three. Did he came get? Out of, came out of nowhere. Oh, and Jimmy Flex with the victory fans. Oh, what a match! A count of three came out of nowhere, and oh, absolutely beautiful match. I'd have to give this easily four stars. It would have had five if they didn't have all the uh, missed covers there. Or and the slow and, yeah, we will be talking to her after this. Uh, Elwood, look at that. I do love the respect there. They both shake hands, and Henry Blood raises Jimmy Flex's hands up in the air and points to him, showing that he was bested tonight. And that is match number one here on the Scorpion number two fans. And be sure to tune in after the following commercial break for match number two. I'd like to thank my uh, guest commentator here, uh, Rick, um, I'm sorry, Rick, I know I'm new to you here. This is the first time that we've met. Darling. Uh, Rick Darling. Rick. I didn't want to call you Darling. That's why I made you say the name, but hey, it's okay. Uh, Rick, would you like to join me for uh, match number two, or do you have somewhere to be to be someone's darling? Uh, I can join you for match two. All right. Uh, maybe we can talk Mr. Uh, Rick into uh, staying for the entire show, but we will be back after this commercial break. Hey everybody, my name's Jim Bob Johansson, that's me. You may think I'm a doctor of dental surgery, but I'm actually 
a certified moonshine maker. And today I'm going to introduce you to two of my new flavors. We have the flowery branch, which has a nice rose and pecan wood aftertaste. And we also have the Moodoo Special, which is a smaller bottle of moonshine shaped like an Ewok for Star Wars. That's right. Be sure to come down to Jim's General Store and pick some up. He stands 6 feet 9 inches weighing 401 pounds from deep in the bayou, Jackson Grimm. Stands 6 feet 5 inches weighing 290 pounds from a local nuclear reactor, Hazard. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we still have Mr. Rick Darling with us. We all thought that he would head back safe because there was a pretty looking fat girl that walked by with a corn dog and a donut. But and you know, know that's right, my that's right up my alley. That's my style. Exactly. I do love a corn dog. But you know, we're getting to the action here and we have Hazard who is taking on a mystery opponent that is oh there he is from last week. The guy that uh, claims his name is Jackson Grimm, but that is not who I signed to the to a contract. Very, very big man, over 400 pounds. He is and going they, to kill. Oh, he, yes. He, he just he, shoved he, him he, down. I mean, Jesus. I mean, he has, it's like he has no fear and, and no pain tolerance. And Hazard comes in with a running forearm smash, and he delivers it right to the chin of, of Grimm, but he, he doesn't move. It's like he's a concrete statue there. What what can you do with someone of this size? Go for the balls. Everybody's re Everybody reacts to being hit in the balls. This is true. I think you have had personal experience with this. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. And and Jackson Grimm whips, whips Hazard into the corner turnbuckle. Oh, vicious. Did you see that top turnbuckle come off there with that impact? I bet he could pin him after hitting that. I mean, Jesus, God. He might could. Oh, and he, God, how high did he throw him up there on that back body drop? That would be about six feet. feet. Hey, I, I think it's feet near about touch the lights up there. My God, what We don't need him to knock the lights down because of him. We won't get our security deposit back. Exactly. Thankfully, the owner has actually purchased this building, but... You know, it does cause a light bill to go up if they have to come and replace them. This is not good. Oh, and, and Hazard is, is thrown outside the ring there, folks. This doesn't look good at all. I it, think if oh, I was him, I would just stay out there and 
run away. And we have referee uh, Skittles here. Um, you do know why he gets his nickname of Skittles, right? Have you heard that story? No, I have not heard that story. Oh, I'll tell you in just a second. Oh, Jackson Grimm is bouncing off the rope. Surely he's not going to. Oh, he's, oh, he leaps over the top rope with a suicide devil's plunge. Oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this before. By God, he could have killed him. <laughs> I think he broke him in half. You know, sorry, JR, didn't mean to steal that from you, but I think he did. Vicious, vicious move right there, and you don't normally see that from a big man. And he's, Look how he's, fast he got up, too. It's like he wasn't even harmed by the fall. I know he fans, he has his back to us right now, but he's grabbed hazard by the hair, and he's turning around, and is that a smile on his face? I believe so. That's eerie. He looks like he's enjoying this, fans, and this cannot be good for Hazard. Not good for his health at all. As he's, oh, he's whipped face first right into the iron ring post on the outside. And I think, I, yes, yes, he is busted open, fans. Really early in this match, too. And that's never good to happen. I've had it happen to me before in uh, some hardcore matches in the PWA, and it is not a pretty sight. No, it's not. It, it makes it hard to see. It fucks with your vision. I mean, the blood gets in your eyes. So not only are you being destroyed by this mammoth man, you can't see straight. You know, not to, not to mention the blood loss there. You know, it weakens you both physically and mentally. I mean, both of it, it, it combines to, to do damage to your psyche. You know, and, and fans, go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. I was going to say... Oh, I was going to say, it sure does, and what we've learned today is do not sign to fight a mystery opponent. Yes, uh, I have been unfortunate enough to be on the receiving end of a mystery opponent in, before in uh, some of the indie shows that I've wrestled. Was it a fat I... girl with a uh, corn dog? No, she had a double cheeseburger and an extra order of tater tots. Did she whip her ass? No, I grabbed the tater tots and ran. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, very good. But oh, look at here! And is he? He's just repeatedly pounding his face into that ring post, and that can and, very easily knock him out. The ref needs to check here. Oh, and and referee Skittles here as, is up to a count of eight. But oh, and and Jackson Grimm there does a normal heel tactic and rolling in and then rolling back out to break the count. That's that's not going to be good. Oh oh, and he whips he whips him into the ring steps and. I, I think Hazard just ended them there. We may have to be buying a new set of ring steps, and those are only two weeks old, Rick. That looks like it knocked him loopy, too. Yeah, he may have a concussion. Referee Skittles may want to stop this match. But, oh, as Jackson Grimm looks at him as he begins to count, Referee Skittles, he's not backing down, but not, neither is he stepping forward to stop Jackson Grimm. Would from. you? Uh, I, may I mean, have I know to. you're now, but would you? I, I'm back in my day. I definitely would have, but I'm. I may have to step in here if referee Skittles can't can't do something with this. And is Jackson Grimm picking up the steps? Surely he's not going. Oh, he's he, going to drop him right on him. Oh, oh no! I think he's placing his head between both steps. No, it, he is. He. Oh my God! He just slammed his head between both steps. That that's got to be. He broken his neck. It it may have. Hazard is 
Is he moving? Can can you see? You have a better vantage point than I do. Is I he see moving? him twitching, but I don't know if he means to move or that's just what's happening to his body as it runs into this car crash that is the stale step. Oh my! Referee Skittles has to do something here, but chase the rainbow. Yeah, uh, he's he's very intimidated, as I'm sure most people are here. And and Jackson, he lit he he pulled. Oh, he's pulling him back up. He's not going to do it again, fans. But he is. He's leaning him up against the railing, and and he's climbing back into the ring. And, and once again, it does break the, the the referee's count here. And fans, I know I'm stuttering over my words here, but this this man he he may cause murder here, and we can't allow that here in the KWF. He could not only end his career; he could seriously, seriously injure him. Yes, he, yes, he could. And I, I've never seen a, a man this size climbing to the top rope before. Surely he's just. What's he you know, thinking here? I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, oh, he leaps. Oh, my God. He spears him from the top where I've never seen anything He's like dead. He is He's dead. He's got to be dead. All oh, the fans are scattering. Oh, but Jackson Grimm is up, and, and he's covered in blood, fans, and that is definitely not his blood. The, the crowd Look at here his face, though. I think it invigorates him. He looks happy. He, he does. He does. He looks like he's rubbing the blood all over himself. And, and the fans, while they don't like Hazard, they are trying to get behind him here. And he, he simply just throws Hazard over the over the railing and it's coming back into the ring. And I think your referee it. should have stopped this. I mean, it's he hasn't been able to defend himself intelligently Several for minutes a while. Here. I mean, I think the only offensive move he had was a running forearm smash in the beginning. It did As nothing. It, yeah, has he done anything since? I, no. I, I don't think he has. And and referee Skittles is yelling at Jackson Grimm here, but but he's not backing down. And and Jackson has Skittles him is Skittles is as intimidating as like a wet towel. Would you back down from him? I wouldn't. No, no, I mean, I God bless him, but I mean, granted, I used to do what the referee said because I was a good guy, but you know. That's just what they are supposed to do. It's these bad guys who, who break the but, rules. But this and all. this big bastard is not going to be intimidated by this guy who's what 150 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, it, it doesn't look good. And and from the back, is that? No, I thought I saw the curtain move. I'm sorry, my my, my apologies, fans. And Jackson Grimm has has Hazard in a in a guillotine choke, and, and this has to be it. It's over. Yeah, yeah. He's probably. I think he's out already. He he can't even give up. But he's really cinching in that hole like he's thinking it is a guillotine. And and referee skills holds the arm up once and, and it falls limp. No no You could count to forty, he's not getting yeah. out of this. And and Skittles does call for the bell and, and there's the bell fans. And Jackson Grimm has won this match. But, but look, no. he's not releasing the hole. No, he's not. This doesn't look good. This doesn't look good at all. I, I may have to I may have to go in there and stop this, and and yes yes Skittles is overturning the match, so now the winner by disqualification is Hazard. Run Skittles, he's gonna kill you. I, I do believe so, but he but he's grinning and it does look like Hazard is bleeding from the nose and mouth, but I'm not sure because I do not have a good vantage point here and 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 who is that from the back is yes. Here comes Fernando Fuentes fans. He's coming down here. He is not going to put up with this at all. And he slides into the ring. 
and and he looks right at at Jackson Grimm and and fans. Oh, oh, Rick, we have to go to commercial break. If you are interested in learning about accessible games, be sure to go to drivethroughrpg.com and check out Accessible Gaming Quarterly. You can also go to www.accessiblegames.biz. Be sure to check out both of those places for information on accessible games and games that have been made accessible for the blind and low vision community. I've been looking at the KWF, seeing the people, seeing these talented wrestlers, thinking, are they good enough? Do they have the talent for me to come and fight them? And after what I've seen, I think I need to test my medal against these talented guys. I need somebody to come out here. Somebody give me a match for me to compete at the KWF. So, you think that you're ready for the KWF? I know I'm ready. Well, let's start off by introducing yourself. What, what's your name? My name is Fernando. Fernando Fuentes, the finisher. I'm surprised you don't know my name. Well, let's say I have been a little busy you know, over the past couple of months getting this set up. You've done quite a job. I'm impressed. I appreciate it. And it's always good to kiss the bosses in order to try to get a job. I like it. <laughs> so, your name is Fernando Fuentes. That's right. So tell me something. I got a couple questions I'd like to ask to see if you're worthy for the Knights Wrestling Federation. Why? Why should I hire you? Why should you hire? Why shouldn't you hire me? I'm only 22 years old and I've already been touring in Japan, Germany, Mexico. I've been building a name for myself, going all over the world, traveling, barely getting paid for the honor of competing in the square circle. Honor. That's a mighty big word. It's a mighty deep word. So you honor each and every person that has ever sweated in this ring, for everybody who has ever bled in this ring. Every person, every single person that stepped in this ring has paved the way for me and any young guy to come on this ring and perform in front of these good people. Ask you something, kid. Even for those that make fun of the fans? Those guys, like, they might not know what they do. They might laugh, make fun of the people in here. I still recognize that they put in hard work. 
to wrestle. And even though they might make fun of people, I think they still entertain the people, and that's what it's all about. So what you're saying is that no matter how they act, they still have talent. Yeah. People like this guy, Pretty Paul Johnson. I've seen him wrestling for you. He seems like a pretty big scumbag to me. I'd like to come here and kind of shut him down a little. Teach him some respect. Sure, he's got talent. He's pretty good in the ring. Uh, I respect that. But I'd like to pound some uh, respect for the crowd around here. I like that, kid. For most of my career, I was cheered. I did love the fans. And you want to know something? What? I still love these fans. Whether it's a crowd of 10 or it's a crowd of 100,000, I wrestled in front of them all. As I stand here looking at you, you're what, about 6'4"? That's right, 250. Hmm, 250 pounds. Hmm, and obviously you're Irish. <laughs> no, I'm Latino, man. Yeah, I come from Chicago. Hmm. You think you could make me a Chicago-style pizza one night, then? Sure. Just get the get all the ingredients. I'll give them a big suplex, match them together. Hmm. Why should I have to buy all of the ingredients when? I'm going to extend you an offer here, kid. Oh? Right now, we're wrestling under what we call a paid-per-appearance kind of fee. And, of course, I won't let the amount out because that's your business. But, uh, what do you say? Each appearance, you get paid. If you don't like it or can't hack it, then... Huh. Then there's no harm, no foul. I'll take it. I'll take it. I respect that. And you know what? Soon enough, you'll be offering me a contract because I will perform the best for this crowd. I'll give them what they deserve. I'll give them the show that they want. You see that you do, kid. You see that you do. I will. All right, fans. I'm not used to being in the ring much anymore, but we'll get back to announcing and and we'll see what he can do next week whenever he will face one of two people that I'm thinking of right now. Depending on the outcome of the match later tonight with Kano and pretty Paul Johnson will determine who his opponent is. Be sure to tune in next week and see if this man, the finisher, can indeed finish what he started. Standing 6 feet 4 inches weighing 264 pounds from your local trailer park and the dreams you wish you could fulfill. The Southern Stud LJ Ladue.
He stands 6 feet 1 inch weighing 275 pounds, from Manhattan, New York. He is the first signee of the KWF Rex shooter. fans we're back with another match here and we have who do we have here let's see Rex Kerr versus LJ Ledoux both of these guys are looking to uh, rebound off from last week's loss and let's see what we have here they come to the center ring with a collar and elbow tie-up like I'm a big, I'm a big fan of LJ Ledoux's handlebar mustache he's rocking oh uh, most of the ladies are and look at him there giving a little wiggle to the lady fans on the front row. That's going to cost him, I'm sure. And it what, does what as is, he gets kicked right in the face. Oh, that doesn't look good there. Uh, that's going to mess, gonna mess up, up his old, pretty smile. Oh, yeah. The, but the women don't, don't seem to care. He thinks he's the southern stud, but I think a lot of these fans call him the southern dud, if you ask me. Especially the guys. Oh, it, he, well, what he says is that the guys would love to be, you know, he's the, he's the king of the trailer parks, or so he says. Well, that's something you really want to aspire to. Well, you know what they say about women in trailer parks. No, I don't. I, I'll tell you during the commercial break, because uh, right. I can't repeat that on air, because they are kids listening, and, oh, nope, there's no kids behind me, so I'll definitely tell you what it means. Fans, uh, we almost had a uh, over half capacity here tonight. We raised in at 275 fans that joined us here. You know, be sure to come down here for any of these wrestling shows that we have every Saturday night. It's nice to have weekly wrestling in a territory again. It is. Uh, and, like and the we same know, place, one location. I mean, I, I miss that. I do too. Uh, you know, I've, I've traveled a lot along the East Coast uh, in the indie scene and uh, have done a lot over the internationals over in Japan and even wrestled a few times in Australia. But, you know, there's nothing to me, and I'm sure that you will agree, nothing like independent wrestling. That's where we all start at. No, it's the heart and soul, really, in my opinion. It is. Oh, oh As the shooter takes there. him down with an ankle pick and oh, a body yeah. slam. Uh, it turns the uh, body slam into uh, to an ankle lock there. As, uh, I'm sorry, fans. Uh, Mr. Darling over here is staring at this woman's hot dog. I, I think he should have eaten supper tonight, but, you know, he is dedicated to you all and calling the matches here. If and, you hear a noise, it's definitely my stomach. Uh, yep. See, you should have got you a, a hot dog. But, you know, fans, we do sell concessions here at the KWF, the Knights Arena. So be sure to stop in, you know, make it a date with your wife. You know, bring your kids, bring your family. And whatever you do, please don't drive here in one of Billy John's used cars. I'm not sure if anybody has seen those commercials, but he says you can get into a 1973 Oldsmobile Cutlass for only $73. I believe. No, it's $55. These cars look know. like they're being held together by duct tape and chewing gum. Well, the fact is I went down there because I was going to get my son a... 1988 F-150, but what uh, what uh, what Billy John does not tell you is that the vehicles do not have a motor in them. You can buy the frame for that cheap. 
Uh, I guess that's why he says you can't drive it off a lot. Owen wrecks Shooter there with a whip into the corner, and he follows in with a short arm clothesline, nearly rocking LJ Ledoux over the turnbuckle into the outside, but he falls back in. And Rick Shooter again here with a whip into the corner. Oh, but LJ reverses it, and it's Rick Shooter's back that slams back first into the turnbuckle. LJ with a thumb to the eye. I don't think the ref saw it. I don't think he did either. Referee Greg Sampson, while he is the second referee here in the KWF, he is fairly new to the refereeing business. And we both know that referees don't see a lot of things that they need no, to see. No, no, they don't. You would almost say they're blind. Big yeah, chop there by LJ. Oh, and he's ramming his shoulder into Rex's gut there, and that's going to take a lot of wind out of his cell. And, and he bounces off the rope. Oh, and running bulldog takes Rex down, and he makes the cover, and he goes one. Two, oh, and he kicks out. Rex kicks out with no problem. They're a little too early to try to take the shooter down. The first signee in the KWF is Rex Shooter, by the way, and he will always have that distinction, fans. That and, woman is on her third hot dog since this match started. Yeah, she must be awfully hungry. The KWF is definitely going to be making some profit off of those. I hope I don't get sued for what I just said. Nah, I'm sure you don't, because she's not seeming to pay anyone any attention. Uh, she only has eyes. She for... just likes her meat. Exactly. Yeah, there's an old joke that a woman told me one time. You can call me whatever you want to, just don't call me the whore at the at the weenie stand on payday. Oh, well, and it looked like that woman is. Exactly. Big knee to the face by Rex Shooter. And does get him trying to mount a comeback here. And, and he grabs him aside headlock. And is he going for an Alabama? Oh, he does call that the Georgia Slam. And it is successful. I don't think LJ Ledoux is used to being on his back. I don't either, but I think it's way too early to expect to be able to get a pin out of that. I mean, uh, too much of a basic move right here to try to try to get the three count here. As LJ proves as he kicks out after two, I do believe that uh, referee Skittles could give uh, referee Greg Sampson a little uh, advice here on how to referee a match. As did did LJ just rate? Rex's eyes. I, I thought he I did. saw That's that. That's the second time he's done that in the match. Yeah, and, and referee Greg Sampson is not catching this. And you, if you look through the curtains, fans, I'm not sure that you all can see it from behind us. That is why referee Skittles has his nickname of Skittles. Do you see him eating from that big bucket of Skittles right that there? That is kind of awesome. That is, that is all that man does is eat Skittles. Uh, in fact, that was in his contract that we signed that we provide him with Skittles each and every show. Do they make it? Is he like super hyper because of it too? I'm not really sure. Um, he wasn't amped up enough to uh, talk to Jackson Grimm earlier. But, uh, oh, and they back and forth again here with another collar and elbow. And there goes LJ with a wrist with a wrist lock and they go behind into what looks to be a German suplex, but it lifts him up and atomic drop. But that was not your your normal atomic drop. It looked to me like his knee crotched him, like right in his gonad. Yeah, I think it did. Because look at and, the pain on his face. Uh, not that, only that. That is, uh, a get, that is a get hit in the balls pain face. Oh, yeah. Does it appear to you that he looks kind of greenish? Uh, yeah, he could heel. puke right here. Oh, and it looks like he's fixed to it. He's leaning over the top rope. And, and oh, there comes LJ. And he's rubbing his face along the rope. Come on, referee. You've got to do something about this. What the hell is he focused on? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think he's focusing on that woman eating the hot dog. Is, Look at that, all the mustard that's going down her face. I, I, I think he likes it. I mean, I got to pay attention to the mask, but holy shit. I'm, telling, I'm not sure what's going on. And, and LJ, 
Oh, did he just, he low-blown him again. Oh, this is not looking good for Rex's love life tonight. No. I, I don't think LJ has really performed many technical moves here. He hasn't. I mean, he's clearly wanting to take all the shortcuts possible to make the match swing in his favor. And and it looks like it's going to, and he lifts him up and down with a vertical suplex, and, and he's covering here. This this may do it. One, One two, no, three. No, 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 it was two. It was two. Almost three. It, it was almost three. Rex is not looking good, and, and while LJ Ledoux has not done a lot of technical moves, he is in there for the long haul with the low blows that, that and dirty was, tactics. The suplex is pretty technical, though. I mean, he had great pivot on that. He, he did, and, and it was a beautiful move. You know, he does have a lot of technical talent, and he bounces off the rope, and Luthez press, and, oh, he is pounding away at him, fans. I mean, the sad thing is you can see the talent that he has, so why does he go to these tactics? That's what I'm not sure. He does not need to do these, you know, what quote unquote heel tactics, but he no. doesn't seem to care. He's like he enjoys doing them. And he's lifting him up here. Oh, yeah. This is the move that I've heard him talk about. He wants to perform as his finisher. He lifts him up. He bounces him off the ropes in the springboard type jackhammer. But, but no, Rex counters into a small package off of the springboard. He rolls him up. One, two. No, no, no. He counters. He counts, he kicks out there, and here and here comes uh, Rex. He's working on that left arm again, and uh, LJ does appear that he is hurting, and Rex, no, 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 LJ counters again. He's going with his vicious haymaker here, but Rex, Rex catches him into the chicken wing submission. He calls it the locked and loaded, Rick. Rick, he calls it the locked and loaded. Is he giving up? He, he is. I think he's done. He's done. He's done. He, he, he's screaming in pain. I've never heard a man scream like that. Now, I did hear that woman scream whenever she was out of hot dogs, but, you know. He screamed like a mix between her and the men in deliverance. Oh, yeah. Here, piggy, piggy. Fans, we'll be back after this commercial break. Hey everybody, you got Billy Johns here from Billy's Used Cars, the number one used car dealership in America. We sell cars, trucks, bicycles, tractors, you name it, we can put you in it. As long as it's used, we'll definitely be selling it here. You can get a 1973 Oldsmobile Cutlass for only $50. That's right, friends, you can put your butt in the seat of that car for $50. That's right, only $50 and you can put your butt in that car. We can also put you in a 1988 F-150. That's right, friends. A 1988 F-150, and you can put your butt in that seat for only $75. Only $75. Perhaps you're looking for something a little more family-oriented. We have that down here at Billy's Used Cars and Trucks. We can get you into a 1990 station wagon. That's right, friends, a 1990 Chevrolet station wagon. You know you got the hatchback, you got the two seats in the back, you got the driver's seat, the passenger seat, and you want to know how much it'll cost to put you in that car? Only $60. That's right. You can bring your kids, you can bring your wife, your husband, your dog even. We can put them all in the seat 
for only $60. That's right. Like I said, only $60 get you in that car and it'll be yours. Now, we'll grant you, you can't drive it off the lot. You can't drive any of them off the lot. He crawls to us at 5 feet 8 inches weighing 215 pounds from Tenochtitlan, Mexico, Enrique the Spider Fernandez. He stands six feet weighing 223 pounds from the shadow fell, shadow rim. Alright fans, we are back from that commercial break and we have some action here as we have Enrique the Spider Fernandez versus Shadow-Rim. Enrique sure reminds me of like an old silent movie villain, like I am the spider, haha. <laughs> He reminds me of, and I can't think of the name of the movie, but there's an old black and white, I believe, movie about a uh, Mexican wrestler that... Um, El is Santo? Like the, yes, that is the name of it. Uh, great movie, although it has been a while since I've watched it. Remind me, I have to tell you something after we're done here. All right, that works for me. Um, are you inviting me on a movie date there, Mr. Darwin? No, 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 no. Okay. And I, I, I have a wife for that. Okay, and as long as you know, I'm happily married with two kids, and, you know, that, that's all that she wrote. Not to change the subject, but that woman is eating a burger now, and it looks like it's a triple cheeseburger. What the fuck? It, is it the same woman? Or does I she think, unless she has a good sister. She may. Maybe she she does burgers and her sister does hot dogs. I don't know. And, and fans, we're, you know, we're not making fun of them exactly, but... Uh, I mean, if you're going to eat like that, then you should not be sitting on the front row. Yeah. You know, at least uh, that's what I was told as a kid. Uh, and here we go here with a collar and elbow tie-up, and they are both real respectful of each other here. I'm not sure if anybody uh, catches the name of Mr. Shadow Rim, but there uh, is uh, there is something there. And there with a side headlock by Shadow Rim. He is a technical wrestler here, but Enrique runs up the side of the ropes and flips over him, and and I've never seen anybody get out of a side headlock exactly like that. No, that was very creative. Is he? He's waving his finger at Shadow Rim like, no, 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 no. He does like it. He nods, but there is. That's just going to upset Mr. Ribjob. It, it, it is, and, and look at him now. They, they come Enrique ducks behind with a belly to back and and he rolls him did, did he get it no no quick two count quick two count there uh, it, it was all about her counts he does need to slow down just a little bit there and there is uh, Enrique again 
as he whips uh, Mr. Stokes. And Enrique follows right along behind him with the springboard back of his skull. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure if that's uh, the normal shin kick that I've uh, seen in the past. It has been a while since I've seen someone with uh, Mr. Spider's agility here. Which is one reason that he was signed to the KWF. And then in his uh, affinity with spiders, you notice that little box that he said uh, right there in his corner. Does he have a pet spider in it? I do believe so. And, you know, that may be something that we need to check on to see if it is poisonous. And if it is, it is very important. Uh, What do you think about spiders? Uh, Not my thing. Uh, They can stay away from me. I do agree. And, oh, some really fast-paced action here as they do a little bit of chain wrestling. That's something we have not seen here in the KWF. And Shadow Rim bounces off the ropes, heading towards Enrique Fernandez with a clothesline. But, oh, Enrique sends him over the top rope with a back body drop and to the outside. Oh, but he lands on the apron fan. Enrique bounces off the ropes again as he's going for a suicide dive. But he sees that Shadow Rim is right there. What does he do here? What's on the break very fast? Oh, oh, and they, they oh, what are they doing? I'm, I I'm not really sure. What is, it, it looks like they're hugging right there. But, oh, Shadow Rim, what is that stuff all over Shadow's face? It oh, looks and, like webbing of some sort. It does. And it's fans, it is not silly string because we do not have that alcoholic smell in here. And Nicole is admonishing Mr. Spider there for using such tactics. But where did it come from? I have no idea. I mean, I know, I, know, I know Mr. Fernandez is wearing a mask, but surely Maybe he, I don't see where he could have He'd have to, but, but where? I, I don't see room in that mask. And and Shadow, Shadow does not appear to be uh, in, in very good uh, sight right now as Enrique with a ooh, with a kick to the face kind of like doubles him over the other way uh i didn't think backs were supposed to bend that way and, no, and there backs him up. it just seems like shadow is rattled by whatever that webbing did to him i do i do want to say that it does appear that he is blinded and no pun intended there at all he still seems to be wiping stuff out of his eyes and and Enrique blindsided him with the drop kick. That rolled him to the outside. This could be the best thing for Shadow Rim here. Get your thoughts. That Enrique's hitting the ropes. Plancha suicide to the outside. Holy crap. Did you see that? Oh my. That sent Shadow up and over the railing to protect the fans. And that woman is upset. He oh, falls I right th- in the lap of the woman knocking over her burger. Oh, and, and she looked she, like she could kill him. Oh, she's mad. She is mad, and now Shadow Rim is covered in mustard and cheese, and he does appear to have soda staining his uh, wrestling attire there. And the, the woman is actually pulling the woman away from Shadow. This is not good, fans. We do not want this kind of action to involve any fan or for any fan to get hurt that is the reason that the barricade is there if you do see wrestlers coming towards you it is best that you get out of the way this is those fans do as as enrique surely he's not going to try to 
leap from the top rope over the rail. I think he is. He looks like he is. And he looks, he looks like he's judging it, and, and he climbs back down. Why he's thinking better oh, of it. Oh, no, he's not. No, no look at, no. He, he runs up the turnbuckle and leaps from inside the ring over the railing. Oh, my. Oh, and the fans, while they may not like him, they are chanting, holy shit. You can hear it. And we can say that here because, you know, we are not on any network. We can say whatever. And the whole G-rated. Exactly. What you see is what you get. What they say is what you hear. And Shadow appears to be really hurt. He takes out several steel chairs there. Fans, get out of the way if you come to one of these shows and the wrestlers are coming towards you. And while Enrique's picking up a chair, I think Shadow's had enough. Shadow's had enough here. Oh, yeah. did, you, did you see that? Shadow rim with a roundhouse kick sends the chair right back I into Enrique's face. He still has some left. He seems like he uh, is still in this match. Maybe he's invigorated by the hot dog or cheeseburger or whatever it was he ate when he fell. Figured if I don't fight, that woman's going to get to me. And she might. She might just eat him. And and Shadow's picking up a chair. Shadow, you don't need you don't need to do this here. And wait a second. He's he's backing up as well. And he's he's running along the steel chairs. And he leaps. Oh, we've seen Sabu do similar moves to that as he kicks and lands the chair right in Enrique's face, sending him back over the railing. Oh my god, what some action here. And Nicole has a count up to eight inside the ring. And Shadow, Shadow's doing kind of a heel tactic here as he rolls in and breaks the count. Just when we thought Shadow was out of it, he does something like that. He, I, 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 would, I would have given you anything that he was out of the match here. And Enrique now appears that he is out. And Shadow grabs him and, and rolling him back into the ring. But Enrique isn't finished here as... He's getting up to one knee as Shadow climbs up the, onto the apron and... Oh! I haven't seen a sunset flip in a long time and he holds it for the pin. And then Cole slides in. One. one two. two. There's a three. It is three. It is, no, no, no. That was no. a slow count. Uh, that was a bit of a slow count there from Nicole, but I think she was having trouble uh, with the whole scent of the mustard getting to her because they are both covered in mustard... And catch yeah, that would be too. And not to mention, we have not had time to change the canvas on the ring, and there is still blood all over it from the Hazard and Jackson Grimm match. As Shadow here appears to be a little bit frustrated as he looks at Nicole, hey, he better back off from her. You know, I know she can protect herself, but, you know, a husband's duty is to protect his wife. But she is nodding. And she's backing out of the way. What is Shadow planning here? Oh, he bounces off the ropes here. Oh, I haven't seen a baseball slide in a long time as well. He's pulling out all the old moves. Yes, he is. And maybe we can call him. Maybe that's what the O stands for is old school. And, and Enrique is on the outside. He appears that he is... Is he, is he moving? You have a vantage point from over there. I can't he, see him. He seems to be moving all those so slowly. And he is he up to his knees? We need to get a cameraman up there. We have like three or four cameramen, and none of them can get me a shot to where I can see what he's doing. 
Finally, they move a camera around there. Oh, and he is moving slowly. What's, what's he got in his hand? I can't tell. Is that it looks, a, it looks like, is it brass knuckles? I, it looks I, like brass knuckles. And he has him painted and... He doesn't need that. No, he doesn't. That is a kind of a cheap move. And here comes Shadow as he dives through the ropes with a plancha. Oh, that was smart by Enrique the Spider Fernandez. I've never seen something like that before. As Shadow dove through the ropes, Enrique leaped up with the brass knuckles in hand. And oh, and the force of impact, I think it may have knocked Shadow Rim unconscious. He rolls up against the barricade and he, he does appear to be out. Yeah, he seems to be out cold. Yes, and, and Enrique is rolling him. No, he's moving him back from the railing. Enrique leaps up to the railing and kind of a springboard off of the railing, folks. Backflip with a double knee drop into Shadow's gut. That's not going to be good for catching your wind. Yes, really quickly. And fans, he's, he's rolling Shadow back into the, into the ring here as referee Nicole Rhodes Hayes' count gets up to seven. And he seems to be positioning. Yeah, he's getting ready, and he whips him into the rope. As Shadow somehow is on his feet and running off of the rope, there's a quick snap body slam right there in perfect position. I think he's fixing to go for it. He's going for the spider's kiss, Rick Darling. Look at the beautiful athleticism of this move. And he climbs up to the top rope, and look at that corkscrew moonsault. Oh, my God, what a move. 100 after that. One, two, three. Three, and that is it, fans. And we will be right back after these commercial breaks. Warning ladies. The following man may cause you to have the desires to leave your husband, boyfriend, or significant other. But don't even try, because none of you have a chance to go down under with pretty Paul Johnson. He stands 6 feet 2 inches weighing 245 perfectly sculpted pounds, from Intercourse, Pennsylvania Pretty Paul Johnson. Hey yo, you ready? Let's do it. He 
stands 6 feet 5 inches weighing 220 pounds from Cleveland, Ohio, Kano. All right, fans, we have had some uh, crazy action here as we get into the one of the final two matches here on Discordia number two. What have you thought about the show so far, Mr. Rick? This has been a great show. The only complaint I have is I think your referees all need referee classes, but other than that, the action's been hot. Oh, the action's definitely been hot, and that last referee was really hot, if, you, if I do say so myself. Oh, you're biased. Well, I, of course I am. But the referees do need a little work. They will gain uh, knowledge and experience as we go through here. We are giving people a shot here. Uh, normally, they you know may not have gotten a shot in other federations, especially in the bigger ones that are more well known but you know we here in the Knights Wrestling Federation are willing to give each and every person a shot whether that is to be a commentator a referee or the wrestlers that other federations may have turned their nose up at so with, with that said if anybody is willing to give it a shot you know please fill out a application to join the KWF in whatever capacity it is and submit them to me and we will see what we can do all right here we have uh, some more action here as we have pretty paul johnson versus kano now i really like this kano and his entrance uh what did you think about the helicopter and with the uh ceiling opening up to allow him into the arena that was a pretty pretty flashy entrance let's just see if you can back it up between the ropes exactly uh he does have a little bit of experience as he was here last week for Discordia number one, but him and Pretty Paul Johnson both were victorious last week. So let's see who keeps the streak going as they come in. And Paul with a quick snap fist right to the face bounces uh, Kano up against uh, the turnbuckle here. It seems like they all go against the turnbuckle. I'm not sure why. That's I guess move in the Federation, I think. It is. You know, they, they have nowhere to go. Oh, an Irish whip. Oh, I, I, you got to love the Irish whip. I wonder why it's called an Irish whip. Why is it not called like a, say, an Australian whip? Maybe, maybe the first person to do it was Irish. I don't know. It could be. You know, oh, I do have a bit of Irish in me there, Mr. Rick. Ah, anyway, as they come back to the center of the ring, uh, Pretty Paul Johnson, he's grabbing the hair, but the referee, Greg Sampson, does not see it. Um, I think some of these referees may actually be visually impaired or blind. Uh, I do have a buddy named uh, Richard who prefers to be called blind because he says if he is visually impaired, then he would have some kind of vision and he can't. I agree yeah. completely with that person. Uh, I, have Richard a is a good guy. Well, I have a friend as well that is blind, and every time he says he's blind, people always think he's visually impaired. Like, well, how much can you see? I use blind for a reason, people. Exactly. It's a. Uh, 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 yeah, my friend Richard will tell me that um, he's got this really good friend that he says that he is full blind, as, as is there yeah, partial yeah, blind. Yeah, I, same I, person, yeah. <laughs> it is, okay, I got you. Um, oh, and he has him up against the ropes here, and he is beating him in the in the chest with forearms. Oh, I don't understand what that would do from uh, from Kano here, but, you know, it, it's got him, got him some offense right here. As he pulls him out of the ropes with the Irish whoop. See, there we go with another one. But Pretty Paul reverses, and now it is Kano that is reversed into the rope. Kano bounces back. Oh, back body drop by Paul. Sends him to the canvas. But Paul is quick on his feet, and he's really good at technical wrestling. As he, that's not a very technical move, as he drops a knee no. right across his throat. Oh, and referee Greg Sampson is getting in the face of Pretty Paul Johnson here, who is 
Is he making that lewd gesture at that blonde-haired woman over there? Like I believe so. Saying something about he's pointing to his tattoo, pointing to the woman, and then pointing to uh, an area below the belt, saying something about you can kiss me down under. Yep, I believe that is what he's doing. And she does not look like she is going to turn him down. No, she doesn't look offended. And not at all. But I don't uh, know what shoots me out more, to be honest. Exactly. Oh, but oh, Pretty Paul Johnson takes his eyes off of the match for an instant, though. And Kana there with a roll up and a quick two count. See, these referees are either going for a quick count or a slow count. You know, I do have to say that uh, they will get experience, though, so fans and wrestlers, you know, just be patient with them. Paul is up and is not happy and is yelling at the referee about a quick two count. But Kano backs him up into the corner with a stiff forearm shot, following up by some knife edge tops, a la Ric Flair. And, and Paul flips him around, and there goes Paul with a knife edge top. Kano with a knife edge top. And we have what I call a chop fest. Yep, chop fest, plate of chops. Oh, whatever you want to call it. Chop suey, maybe even. You know, how many times, how many different ways can we say chop? Well, it depends on how many chops they do deliver. Right, right now, it appears to be an all-you-can-chop buffet. <laughs> and and there comes Kano with the side here, like into a running bulldog that takes them both down to the cameras. Kano rolls back up to his feet and with a quick knee drop onto the elbow of Paul Johnson here. If, uh, if he can keep this up, he may prevent Paul from doing one of his signature moves at the end, and that is the Paul Plex, or whatever he calls it. I'm not really what a sure. generic name. Yeah, it is, but then, you know, I don't have the notes pretty right here. The Paul Plex. Yeah, the Pretty Plex, the Paul Plex, you know. Could we call it the Soup Plex? You know, I'm not sure. Maybe it's the Plex. What if he called it Perfectly Splendid Plex? You know, he may be doing that. You know, and he may uh, look for that name and put that into his repertoire. And here we go. And Paul is, Paul is hurting here as, um, as Kano drops another knee onto the elbow. Kano backs him into the ropes and he whips him against to the other rope. As Paul bounces off, there goes Kano with a back body drop to the canvas. Kano bounces off the ropes real quickly and then here we go with our second baseball slide as he knocks him out of the ring and onto the floor below. And Paul is getting back up and he is not happy. And he's pointing to the woman from earlier who is back with a bucket of popcorn and motioning her and he does. I'm, I'm not sure. It could be a twin sister. But she does look there. Uh, he does look there at her and points to her and then to her belly. And uh, he is making fun of her fans. And that is what we are not about here in the KWF. And there, there comes uh, Kano out of the ring. And he slams into the back of Paul, sending him into the railing close to the woman. Who, oh, she just slapped Paul in the face with a hamburger. Oh, she slapped him with her hand and a hamburger. Or was it a handburger? I'm not it was really a hamburger. Oh, and Paul has ketchup all over the side of his face. He has a crimson mask, but it's not blood. What Paul deserves as Kano rolls him back into the ring. Kano here pressing the advantage as he repeatedly shoves him with forearms and there comes a vertical suplex and he takes Paul down to the canvas and he hooks the leg for a cover and a one, two, and, oh and he and Paul kicks out. It's a little too early here even though 
Paul just did receive a hamburger. Can you and imagine if Pretty Paul and LJ or whatever his name was became a tag team? How disgusting and full of themselves that would be. That would be pretty rough, and I'm not really sure what they would call themselves, or if if Pretty Paul would even want to team with uh, L.J. Ledoux. They, they do seem similar to me. They they, they do. Um, I think Paul looks at it like I'm not sure if L.J. would be up to his standards. In, in I that see. But Paul. Sorry, fans. Not sure what happened there. Uh, we're having some there was uh, some technical difficulties here on the KWF Discordia on the YouTube like live. Stream. Just having technical difficulties. It is because uh, I've never seen anybody wrestle with ketchup all over their face before, and he's not even I mean, trying to wipe it either. Not, not at all. And and to be honest with you, seeing all that um people are eating around here, especially the smelling the popcorn. I'm getting a little hungry myself. Uh, I didn't eat before the show because you never know what's going to happen. No, I didn't either. And, oh, there comes Pretty Paul. He grabs him a side headlock with a bridging Northern Light suplex for a one, two, and a kick out here. These referees, uh, they uh, they are learning, like I've said you know, repeatedly. I will stick up for them because they are very new to this. and you know, their best. Exactly. Um, I have called a few matches in my day. You know, and I'm sure that Mr. Rick Darling here has called a few himself. I have. Uh, I have actually refereed a couple of matches, but that is not my cup of tea. We've all been special guest referees. Uh, in one shape or form. I do remember there was this one time that I was a special guest referee in my own match. So, you know, and I called it down the line so well that I actually lost one of my titles. So, go figure there. And... As he get back into the match here with the action, and we will uh, do our best here to stay live here on YouTube. And Pretty Paul Johnson, ooh, with an eye rake there. And that has Kano pouring water from his eyes. And did, did Pretty Paul just grab the ketchup off his face and throw it into... He did. He just smeared it in his eyes. Oh, that's not going to be good. And Kano, Kano is wiping furiously at his eyes as... Uh, Referee is admonishing Paul there, and Paul is saying, "Right in the back of the head, close he, fist." He did, he did there, and Paul is screaming, "Count, count!" You know what you're going to do. He was already involved in my, me, and you didn't do anything about it. And the referee is admonishing him again, and I don't think the referee is right there, and he does not see that Pretty Paul has a tag rope right around Kano's throat. He doesn't see it. He can't even breathe. And Kano is turning a bit blue, and this does not look good, fans. And, and Paul is continuing, and now the referee finally starts to count. He's finally doing his job here. And he counts up to three. There's four, and Paul does release. But Kano may be a bit worse for the wear here, as he is gasping for breath. You know, I would have bet that he was going to hold it till five. I, I was thinking so, too. But Pretty Paul does seem to know some tricks of the trade here. As he lifts Kano up onto his shoulder, Kano, Kano only weighs a little over 220 pounds here. Uh, he may actually be a 220 even, 220 or 223. I don't have his bio right here in front of me. And Paul slams him down with a fireman's carry takedown. And a, a nonchalant pin there. 
Swayze. Yeah, that's just, that's pathetic, Paul. I, you know what, but I'm not sure if Paul is playing with him or if he's just that lazy. I do believe he does appear to be playing with him like a cat and a mouse. And as Paul knows that it's not going to get a two count, he pulls him back up. And, and he does another fireman's carry takedown. And another nonchalant cover with a count of two before Kano kicks out there. Paul is not taking Kano very seriously, and it could be detrimental to a win if Paul wants it. I'm sure you and I both, I know I have lost matches where I was a bit nonchalant, and after losing several of those, you do start to take your opponent seriously, no matter what your opponent has done in the past. I learned everyone seriously, because anyone can, like football, any given Sunday, it can be any any time in the ring you can lose if you're not paying attention. And just like my beloved Atlanta Braves, they can win a game like by a score of 10 or more runs and then in the next two lose them by seven or more runs. You know, but they are my Braves and, you know, I do like them. And they are back in the corner again with some more Chop Fest. And I do believe you're a Pirates fan, correct? Sadly, yes. Ah, yes. The uh, Braves have traded for a player from the Pirates and I know now why the Pirates got rid of him. He is complete and utter garbage. But that's okay. He will learn to so that's it <laughs> exactly neither team has been uh all that well that sent, uh since the uh playoffs when andy van slyke and barry bonds played for the pirates those were oh, the glory days you know and here we have with paul backing kano into the ropes again but kano with a quick spin around and he has paul into the corner where he delivers uh, several knife edge chops there, along with oh, some vicious knee strikes there from Kano, as he brings in some little MMA training there. And Paul is doubling over and trying his best to cover up. See, Rick, this is why Paul should have taken him seriously because he could have gotten a pin and he would not be in this predicament now. He could have, he could knock him out with one of those knees. He, he could, and and Kano just knock him off, fraction or orbital bone, break his nose. Any of those things could happen in, in with a move that devastating, and they are some vicious kicks as he leaps up and gives a roundhouse kick to the side of Paul's face that causes him to roll along the top rope a bit and try to catch himself. Did just get a tooth out? Look, it's either a tooth or a piece of popcorn. I'm not sure which, because you know he did get slapped by uh, that hamburger, and we know what uh, they were consuming before the match. Yes. Or during the match and probably after the match. Exactly. And and here we go with Paul now on the defensive. He should have made uh, a bit more of a serious cover there. Kano with a, another vertical suplex and he pulls him back up and then with a snapmare suplex that he bridges for a pin. And referee slides into position and a bit more of a better count here, but there's only a two count as Paul rolls the shoulder up somehow. As they both get back up to their feet, there is Kano with an axe kick that sends Paul stumbling back. Kano again with another axe kick. And, you know, I would think he would be uh, taking some moves from the recent release of Mortal Kombat, the new one, where he is taking, uh, what's his name, Luke Kane and doing the bicycle kick here. But these the, are The new kicks. one that I still haven't seen yet. Ah, uh, you have not seen it. Shame on you. Uh, and it does appear like he is, well, we will go old school here and say the old Mortal Kombat with Luke Kane doing these bicycle kicks. Uh, very, very impressive here. And there comes Paul doubling over, and Kano lifts him up onto the middle turnbuckle, and 
not exactly a super flex, but a kind of in between. And he holds you for the pin, and it is a close three count here, fam. Oh, some really good back and forth action here. Uh, not exactly chain wrestling, but close enough. And so for some reason, they do a tie up here, and they're. Though I'm um, my mistake, fan. That was on the most evenly matched match of the night. I would have to say so. Although the Henry Blood versus Jimmy Flex match was a really good back and forth. It, it was good. And uh, here comes Kano with a wrist lock into a side headlock and a quick go behind into an arm and hammer. And not the laundry detergent fans nor the baking soda, but a arm hammer wrist lock. And Kano reverses, or not, turn, not reverses, but turns that into a side headlock. And he bounces him off the ropes, and that is how Paul breaks that hold. Kano bounces off, and Paul with the back body. And with a go for a pin here? No, he won't. He will pull him back up, and there he goes with a... What is that? A Russian leg sweep, I do believe. Yeah. I haven't seen one of those in years, either. We're seeing, it all, seeing all the classic moves tonight. I'm telling you, you know... I wonder if Pretty Paul is a precious Paul Ellering fan. He very well could be. Or do you remember Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff? They, yeah, yes. His style does remind me kind of both of those, really. Well, Ellering was a manager, so I've, you're probably right with the Paul Orndorff. Yes, with the Paul Orndorff style of wrestling, but with the, hey, look at me kind of Paul yeah, Ellering. Thing. Paul Ellering, yeah. yeah. Um, and he does have some technical skills that will rival Mr. Regal here. Um, maybe he combined all of these people and, you know, he's like, hey, look at me. Uh, and there, and, oh, Kano, Kano takes control back. And just as Paul was going for a thumb to the eye, it looked like he was trying to do. And there is Kano with a, another snap suplex. Hey, if it worked before, go to it again, right? Yeah, but there's something to be said for going to the well too many times. There is. So far, so good. So far, so good. And this is a really back and forth match here and as Kano has Paul on the on the canvas here he locks him into an ankle lock but Paul oh Paul kicks him in the face and that does break the hold there before he even had a chance to submit anything as Kano is holding at his face here comes Paul with the back body oh but no Kano reverses with a inverted uh DDT there and Paul is down and Kano covers and he is not slotting his cover it's one two oh no uh Paul kicks out there barely. How the can both of, of these men nonchalantly cover each other? I, I'm not really sure there. Uh, for Kano, I would say that he is probably really exhausted here. Um, it has been a back and forth match, but and we are too full of himself, I guess. Yeah, I would agree. So we are getting near a time limit here. Um, we don't do not normally announce time limits. Um, that is something that I think we must uh, start doing here, as we have reached the 14 minute mark on this match. And here comes. Paul again uh, as Kano grabs him into another a front face lock and, and Kano is screaming as Paul is biting him oh he is pulling a Mike Tyson and as Kano leans over Paul was that powder or salt I, I couldn't tell I think it was salt I, I think it was and and the referee is yelling at Paul who is holding his hands out to either side like he didn't do it but yet there is there looks appear to be salt on his hand and as the referee is checking on Kano oh what did Paul get out of his trunks I, I'm not really sure but it looks like he pulled something out of looks his trunks looks like a chain to me is it yes he is wrapping it around his wrist like a bicycle it, chain it does it does I think it is 
as Kano moves past the referee. Oh, Paul nailed him there. And between the eyes. Right between the eyes. And, and, and the chain is, how did he get it back in the trunk that quickly? He's very stealthy. Uh, we need may need to have him roll a de dexterity check. Oh, you're a D&D &D fan, I see. Ah, yes. That's what the uh, Knights of the Braille were originally about, was Dungeons & Dragons, although they have now moved into other forms of tabletop role-playing games. And Paul hooks the leg, and he has every right to be nonchalant here as he covers, and it is... Elementary. One, two, two and three. three. And there's the bell. He didn't fan. need to do that. He, he had him. He didn't need to do that at all. No. Nah, it, it was nonchalant. It didn't need to be anything any, other. enough to defeat him on his own without using that chain. Yes, he, he, he could have. It was a very good match up until that point. And fans, I'm not really sure if the right person won this match. Because he was afraid of what could happen. He had to take it way out. He did show a lot of a lot of gut, did Kano. Um, and pretty Paul Johnson here showed that he is willing to do anything to win a match. As he did not stay around to celebrate and went back to the backstage area fans. We will be back though after this commercial break. Hey everybody. My name is Jim Bob Johansson. That's me. You may think I'm a doctor of dental surgery, but I'm actually a certified moonshine maker. And today I'm going to introduce you to two of my new flavors. We have the flowery branch, which has a nice rose and pecan wood aftertaste. And we also have the Moodoo Special, which is a smaller bottle of moonshine shaped like an Ewok for Star Wars. That's right. Be sure to come down to Jim's general store and pick some up. My fists are like deadly snakes. My feet are like panthers. My knees are like headbutting rams. I whipped my way through the streets. A killer pounding victim after victim, leaving bodies behind on my way to the top. This isn't fake. It's not entertainment. It's my life. I don't work. I tear down. I'm coming to kick your ass. He stands 5 feet 9 inches weighing 180 pounds from Volkakoski, Finland, Verisotori. He stands 6 feet 5 inches weighing 265 pounds, from Paris, Texas, Sergeant Hartford. I'm 
You know what, uh, Rick? Uh, we have our main event here, and that is Verisatori versus Sergeant Hartford here. Sergeant Hartford yeah. is a lot easier to say than Visitori. Yeah, yes it is. <laughs> but hey, we can't uh, all have the most perfect names like Bob and Jim and things Tucker. like that. But I think there should someone should be named Tucker. Tucker? Ah, I gotcha. Like a Mother Tucker or Tucker Mother or something along those lines. Your name could be The Mother Tucker. <laughs> uh, this match is going to have to go some to beat that last one. Although the ending kind of soured it for me with uh, Paul Johnson using the uh, bicycle chain to to grab the victory. The sad thing about that is that was one hell of a match until he did that. And he's one of those guys that are by any means necessary. And as we get into this match here, I do believe this should be a very good match. Uh, Barisatori is more or less a uh, shoot-type fighter. Um, probably could have a great career in the mixed martial arts area but of uh, pro wrestling. Exactly. Um, a lot of his other footage that I have seen showed um, him doing a lot of backyard things and fighting in uh, rundown factories that have shut down. And it seems to be like he will be really good at this. Uh, as they uh, come into the main event here and they stare down at each other, and there is the Bell fans. And Veritatory with a quick wrist lock with a sidekick right into Sergeant Hartford's ribcage. And then with a second and a third. Hartford looks stunned and out of his element. I do appear, I do believe that that caught him off guard there. As he reaches around and tries to grab a headlock with Veritatory with a go behind. And he lifts him up into somewhat of a German suplex. But not really, I can't think of the name of the move right now, fans. But he drops him on his shoulder from behind. A vicious move there. Maybe he wanna, might be a little strange, but he's he looks pretty good here so far. He, he appears that he can uh, move with each and every person that he needs to do. That you know, there's no one skill that uh, outshines the other. Very, very well balanced. Move like a butterfly, sing like a bee. Exactly. You know, I was once told by Muhammad Ali, uh, but that's a, that's a totally different thing. Met him one time. Really good guy. And uh, as we uh, come back to this match here, Verisatori grabs a side headlock and seems to be really wrenching it in. But there is Sergeant Hartford with a lift up and he drops uh, Verisatori with a atomic drop. And this catches uh, Verisatori off guard as he stumbles towards the rope. And here comes Sergeant Hartford with a clothesline, but Verisatori ducks under. And Sergeant Hartford with a roundhouse punch and he misses. Uh, they're both. They're not really missing here, fans, but they're both countering the other with expert moves here. I feel like every time Sergeant Hartford should do a move, he should say, ho! Ah, you're talking about the old, great, and uh, wonderful hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, uh, yes, that's another one of those men that um, should not bathe in cologne, but, you know, just a little bit helps. And they come back here to the center ring with a collar and elbow tie-up here. And there is Sergeant Hartford with a side headlock of his own. But Verisator sends him into the ropes. Hart Hartford bounces off the ropes, but he holds on, puts the brakes on, and drags down Verisator with a bulldog there. And as they get back up to their feet, they oh, there is Verisator with an angle slam. Sergeant Hartford goes down. I wasn't expecting an angle slam out of Verisator on Sergeant Hartford there, and evidently neither was Sergeant Hartford. Oh, these these fans are getting into this match straight up. What do you think about the match? Did you see the intensity that he hit that angle slam with, though? 
I did. Did, did you see into his eyes? He, he's like he has no care, no compassion. Every, everything he does is so precise and so intense. It's almost like he's inhuman. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, Drago off of um, Rocky. the uh, Rocky movies, yes. Um, until the end, you know, uh, he was one of those man machines. While he was not machine, but he acted like a man. Very, very, almost like a cyborg, in, in other words. And uh, very story with a uh, ankle lock here that he is going to turn into a half crab. And for the Hartford crawls from the ropes, and can he get it? And he does, but will Veritatory let go? And he does. Uh, referee skills right there, and he does appear that he will uh, get in the face of the, either one of these two mans. I mean, can you really blame him? Exactly. Um, he may be amped up on quite a few of the uh, skills there with the sugar rush. Uh, Veritatory does break the hold, though. And as Sergeant Hartford is holding at his lower back, there comes Veritatory with a running kick right to the face. Almost like it's a Van Daminator, but not quite. Um, more of a you running... Remind uh, me of this Cy John claude Van Damme in the movie Cyborg. He has oh, that cyborg-like cyborg attitude about him. He, that is a very good comparison. You know, and he almost has the uh, non-quit attitude of Jean-Claude Van Damme when he, he was in the movie Lionheart. It's um, a great movie. Yes, it is. The uh, And, you know, it kind of fits here, too, with the... Uh, not that we're an underground fighting organization by any means, but you know we are a fighting organization, and like uh like I do believe both of us will agree, Mr. Veritatory here could make it a very good career in the mixed martial arts field. Now and I want to watch Lionheart. Uh, you got several movies you got to watch. You got to watch uh, the Mortal Kombat, the new one. You got to watch Lionheart. You know, I have you a reason. Kombat. I'll tell you off the show. Nah, well, there's no excuse here. Here, I'll give you a ticket to go watch it. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> and uh, there is Sergeant Hartford batting in the corner, and he spins it around and has Veritatory in the corner with a several shoulder blocks into the corner, taking the wind from Veritatory as he lifts him to the top turnbuckle, and there with a super snap suplex kind of move uh, from the top he's turnbuckle. He's clearly, clearly affecting visit I can't even say his name. Ah, uh, Verisatori. Verisatori, he's clearly affecting him, but it's almost like he just shrugs off whatever he does. Like, he's so technically sound and in shape. He does appear to be very fine-tuned here, fans. Um, Verisatori is moving a little bit slower, but I think it's not because of the impact of the move, but because, uh, you know, he knows as soon as he gets back to his seat, he's going to want to conserve all of his energy for his attacks. Does that make sense, Mr. Darling? Is that the impression that you get? You need to conserve as much energy as you can to make your attacks make that much cause more that much damage. That much more impactful, I agree. And as Veritatory gets up to a uh, standing position, here comes Sergeant Hartford with a running knee strike right to the face. Oh, very effective, legal and very effective here. And which causes Veritatory to spin around. And there comes Sergeant Hartford again with another knee strike. He, he Verisatori is not the only one. Time that visit Verisatori looked affected. It, it, it does. I, I think he caught him with the kneecap. And I've talked to uh, Sergeant Hartford myself, and he is a good guy. He does not load his pads or anything. These are straight physical strikes here. Verisatori is even yes, exactly. Verisatori is shaking here as um. He is uh, starting to sweat very heavily. Uh, it is 
it is kind of warm here in the arena, uh, but it is not that hot. He is definitely under some fire here, in other words. And Sergeant Harford again with a forearm smash here and a knife hit shot to the chest. Veritatori turns around with a chop of his own. Hartford with one. Veritatori with one. And it looks like we're having another all-you-can-eat chop buffet. Yep, sure does. And Hartford spins with a quick iron short-arm whip into the corner. And Veritatori bounces out from the impact. With a short-arm clothesline sends Veritatori down to the canvas. And Sergeant Hartford with a cover. Oh, but Veritatori is in the rope, so no count there. And as Sergeant Hartford pulls Veritatori back up to his feet, he whips him into the into the rope. Veritatori bounces off and he leaps over the bent over Sergeant Hartford and bounces against the ropes and there's Hartford with the turnaround and he grabs him ooh, with almost like a running power slam right there. Uh, all of, uh, British Bulldog, one of the great technical wrestlers. Right it could, and he, in fact, he does cover here, fans, and it is a one. Oh, no, it's just a two count here. Just a two count here. And Veritatori does look like he is a quite a bit shaken here. And as Sergeant Hartford pulls him back up to his feet. Cyborg is a man. He is not 100% robot fans like my co-host here said. He is not 100% man. He is not 100% cyborg. He, but he does have enough man in that he is vulnerable. As the elbow smash out to the face shows. And, and it does appear that. I do believe that Veritatori has a busted lip. I'm not really sure. I can't tell from this angle. But it does appear that he has a busted lip. And there comes Sergeant Hartford with another elbow smash. Oh, but Veritatori grabs it. And with a released German suplex, sends him rolling across the ring. Could that be it? Could that be it? No, 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 no. That could be a finisher, but not quite. As a uh, cyborg does manage to kick out after a two count. Uh, really it's good count. Yeah, but not in this one. Exactly. Um, and referee Skittles here with a very good count, and he is definitely in control of this match. So as long as you don't have a 400-pound man staring at you with death in his eyes. I really can't blame him. I think so. We may have to get Mr. Rick Darling to referee the next uh, Jackson Grimm match. I mean, I am 6'6", 280 pounds, so I could. Yeah, how much of that is hamburger and cheeseburger is, is just what I'm curious about. Six six two hundred and seventy pounds. <laughs> uh, we do both do like our cheeseburgers, but you know I prefer a nice grilled steak when it's done perfectly on the barbecue outback. I'm and more it, of a burger man. I can understand that, and they are welcome back here because the money off concessions here in the KWL. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but you're right. You know, not to take away, but I am glad that you pointed that out there. And Sergeant Hartford has lost control of the match here. Veritatori backing him into the ropes with several forearm smash uh, and alternating with a combo of knee strikes and punches to the face. Oh, and there goes Veritatori with a chop to the throat. Uh, still a very legal and very effective move as Sergeant Hartford is now gasping for breath. Veritatori lifts him up over onto his shoulder. Oh, nice airplane spin toss there by Veritatori. Once again, I have not seen that move in quite a long time. Me either. Uh, always very effective, but you've got to have the leg strength in order to be able to pick them up like that. And it does appear that Barry Satori does have it. I would like to see him try it on. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about them fans. I'm going to get back into the match. Uh, although it can be quite distracting. Would you agree, Mr. Dawson? It's very distracting. It's, it's very hard to keep your mind straight on the match. Uh, at least it's they're... Like having an eat-off. Yeah, I'm wondering. 
you know, and fans, uh, as we close down to the end of the show here, uh, all concession stands are half price now for all remaining items. Oh, God. That's did a they, yeah. I think they just left. Did they? Oh, no way. There comes another one. Uh, they are triplet. Okay, that makes more sense now. Okay. Woo. That's a lot of food there. Um. Anyway, back back to the match here. Uh, Sergeant Hartford is uh, on the defensive as he uh, is locked into a knee lock by Verisatori, and he turns it into a rear naked choke. And he's going he's going to try to make uh, Sergeant Hartford tap out here, but but no, no. Sergeant Hartford is not giving up. The referee holds the arm up for the third time, and and he's holding it. And Sergeant Hartford does not let it fall. And the fans here are getting. I, I do believe. Mr. Darling, they're getting behind both fans because of the technical display put on by both of these men here. Sergeant Hartford bounces off of the forearm, smash right into Eric Satori, who backs up, smiling. He's enjoying this competition. Perhaps it's the stiffest competition he's had here in the KWF, even though it's only his second match. He's enjoying the strike battles as well. You can see each time one of them lands a strike, how his face lights up. I do believe so, but you know, I, I do think these fans are cheering both of these competitors here because yes, this has are. been one fantastic match. And they both played it above, about, above, about the book too. The only match here that really was not was the Jackson Grimm versus Hazard match. Uh, that match, you know, was really one-sided, and, and do wasn't very down the middle either. Uh, this is very true. Um, Let's see here. As we, oh, uh, we get all oh, this match is going to another, another uh, time limit. As we have like 13 minutes left, um, we have 13 minutes. We have two minutes left uh, with a 15-minute time limit match here. They um, might pick up the pace here. They might better. And there's Toy Irish whips Sergeant uh, Hartford into the ropes. He bounces off. He ducks underneath the leap, the leapfrog. And as they both pounce off, ooh, double clothesline, they both go down. And yes, it is. There is pretty Paul Johnson walking from the back down to the ring slowly. And it, it does. And look at him making fun of the fans there. As both men are down and the referee is, is doing, uh, Skittles is doing his count here. What what does Paul want? He's, he stares into the ring acting like he knows something. And, and and fans here, I, I'm not sure if, if this is the the scene that you're getting, but pretty Paul Johnson is standing there in a sport coat and with a clean and bleached white shirt on. Is he gonna fight in that? Uh, is he going to fight at all? And as Skittles count gets up to seven, both men are starting to slowly get back to their feet. Um, oh. And Pretty Paul Johnson is removing his coat for some reason. It does appear he is going to do something here, fans. I'm not. I'm not really sure what he's going to do. And, and there's one random person in the crowd. I don't know if you can hear him or not screaming at the reveal of his body without the fur coat. Yeah, is it? Oh, I do that brunette way back there in the back. Yeah, I, I do see. I, I do see her and hear her now. And, and Pretty Paul is stepping down towards the ring as Sergeant Hartford and both men stare and glare at him as he stands right there at the edge of the ramp, or at the end of the ramp, fans. And Barry Satori, with a 
where they go by uh, now they go behind but he has him in the rear waist lock and and uh i'm sorry fans but paul is saying something i'm trying to catch what he's saying as he's pointing to both of them inside the ring but i i can't i can't make out really what he is saying here uh, oh there's sergeant hartford you know with the go behind he counters it in and delivers a bulldog and Veritatory is down. Can you make out what Paul is saying? I, I can't. No, I have no idea what he's saying either. Who who is he pointing at? Is he pointing at us or or at Hartford or Veritatory? I feel like he's pointing at Hartford. I, I do think so. Hartford is glaring at him, and and there is there's Hartford as he. Uh, oh, nope, 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 uh, Veritatory County, and there goes the, the Bludner, uh, which is a quite a uh, lot like the Van Daminator to Sergeant Hartford. But, oh, Hartford counters with a spear, and and he hooks the leg as he covers, and he is staring daggers at... And fans, we are continuing to have some technical difficulties here with discordia and the live stream but we are back here with action hopefully um all that you have missed is that sergeant hartford did not go for the cover and i'm not really sure if why he did not go for the cover if it's if it's pretty paul johnson distracting him or if everybody's thrown off by that i i know i am i know i am and and sergeant hartford lifts oh i know what he's doing now he's going for his finisher, which is a crucifix power bomb, and he calls it the Hartford crucifix. Territory is down, and and he goes for the cover, and referee Skittle slides into position. But Sergeant Hartford has taken his eyes off of, of Paul Johnson, who's who's climbing into the ring fans. Why would oh, your referee not look at the man who came down? I, I'm not really sure what Skittles is going on here, and what he's doing here, other than the fact that he's. You're trying to make sure that this match ends without a disqualification. And and, and there's the count of three fans. The match is over. Sergeant Hartford is victorious. And wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you see what Paul Paul is doing? He just handed look at that bag of that that size of that bag of Skittles he just handed to your referee. Yes, I just did. Paid off by and it, and it, it does appear that they were the tropical flavor. Oh, and he knows those are Skittles' favorite. And and Paul Paul has pulled out the bicycle chain again. He had it in his pocket. Oh, and he nails Sergeant Hartford with it, and Hartford may be out cold. And why? And he's pulling him up to the to the turnbuckle to the corner right here at us. This this doesn't look good, fans. Oh, it he doesn't. He's oh. You know, we may want to move here, or, or you just want to stay here. Fans, we, I will oh, call this match. Right the table. He's going to take him right to the table. He is. He is. Oh, my <laughs> God. Release German suplex. 